Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. My name is Keith, and this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to see through it and to see God, not to it to primarily look at it and see ourselves. All right, so, man, <clears throat> day 181, Isaiah 21 to 24, and we're still here in the book of Isaiah, and we're in this section of Isaiah where God, through the mouth of Isaiah, is proclaiming judgment on the nation still, right? And so in chapter 21, he's going to pick up with this declare, uh, declaration of judgment uh, on Babylon. And he says this, yo, prepare a table and spread out a carpet. Eat and drink. Rise up, you princes, and oil the shields. Babylon has fallen, has fallen. All the images of her gods have been shattered on the ground. Uh, one of the things, man, about the book of Isaiah is that he presents the Lord's judgment as coming soon, and he presents the urgency with which the people who are to hear this ought to respond, right? And so he's going to come on and say, it's like, yo, like this judgment, the reason you guys need to respond now is because this judgment will come unexpectedly, right? And he's like, yo, nobody can plan out or can look at the stars and detect the day God will judge, right? But what we can bank on is that it will provide an unpleasant surprise for whoever his judgment is against. So here he's talking to Babylon and he's like, yo, all the images of her gods have been shattered and on the ground. And I think I may have said this before, but one of the things that um, he's going to get at here is this idea that, man, you know, um, the gods of the ancient Near East were geographically located, right? We don't even think like this today. But, um, you know, in Babylon, if you lived in the Babylon, in other words, in that region, you serve certain gods. If you lived in the nation of Israel, because you live in that region, you served the God of the Bible. And so what he's saying is this. Technically, Yahweh is saying, yo, I am the God of the world. That's why I can declare judgment on another nation that isn't, right, my nation, because I, I am the God of the universe, right? It's not that Babylon's gods are declaring judgment against them. It's that Yahweh is. And so, in other words, Yahweh is even using this to show that he reigns supreme over the nations of the world. So he's going to declare this judgment on Babylon. And then in 22, he comes back <laughs> to Jerusalem. Right. So he comes back and talks about Jerusalem. And the irony is um, Jerusalem in this text in chapter 22 is called the Valley of Vision. Right. So Isaiah is going to use play on words here. And the reason he says Valley of Vision is kind of satirical. Right. It's basically saying they're called the Valley of Vision. How, however, ironically, they are blind. Right. They're blind to Yahweh, and his divine purposes and pronouncements. Right. And. You know, in this text, it's like, man, you know, Jerusalem um, is, 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 is kind of as blind because they have just received a vicious attack from a foreign power, which was indicative of the judgment of God. Right. And when the siege from the foreign power had finally, um, you know, uh, withdrew, folks went on the rooftops shouting, shouting and partying instead of coming in sorrow and repentance, right? And so Isaiah is weeping over the state of his people and the fact that folks have died, right? And he is sick at the blindness in the heart, heartedness and the sinfulness 
of the people of God. So he'll say this, man, on that day, the Lord God of armies called for weeping, for willing, for shaving heads. He's saying, yo, basically God called for repentance, sorrow and shame. But look, joy and gladness, butchering of cattle, slaughtering of sheep and goats, eating of meat and drinking of wine. Let's eat and drink for tomorrow we die. In other words, he's like, man, Israel, y'all just don't get it, right? Y'all should have been weeping. Y'all should have been mourning. And y'all should be repenting. But instead, y'all are turning up, <laughs> right? Y'all are turning up with joy and extravagant meals and wiping sweat off of y'all's forehead saying, whew, that was a close one. We got off again, right? And what Israel is doing, and this is so important, what Israel is doing is what many folks do to this day. You know what they did? They lived for the moment, right? And what the Bible is trying to tell us is that we are to be present in the moment. We are to live in the moment, but never merely for it, right? And they simply gorged themselves on worldly pleasure after worldly pleasure while neglecting spiritual matters, right? As if there wasn't a day when they ultimately would have to deal with Yahweh when their life ended. And so this text is trying to instruct us and say, yo, when we don't believe there is no condemning of the unjust and we don't believe that there is a vindication of the righteous at the end of time. It shows up in our everyday lives. Right. And so this is why Paul is going to say, yo, in this text, he's going to say um, in First Corinthians 15, we're arguing for the resurrection. He said, yo, if there's no resurrection, let us eat and drink for tomorrow we die. What is he saying? He's just saying, yo, if there's no end time eternal uh, hope for us after this life, well, we might as well just do what we want. And the problem is people really live that way. All right. And the Bible is trying to say, man, you are blind to the purposes of God if you are living as if this life is all there is. We have to live in the moment, but never merely for the moment 23 comes and uh yahweh continues right and tyre and sidon is uh regions that jesus will refer to a lot but they are one of the wealthiest nations of the time located northwest of the nation of israel remember that the bible in this section is talking about israel's neighbors and the way they would receive judgment <laughs> the same way israel and judah would and tyre and sidon was this nation that was known for adopting many of the Canaanite idol worships. Remember the land of Canaan, right? Um, idol worship uh, and influencing Israel to worship as well. So you think about, remember, this is why knowing the Bible, man, is so important. Uh, if you remember Jezebel, right? Jezebel was the wife of King Ahab in the book of First Kings. And she basically married Ahab and influenced him to uh, worship all of these Canaanite idols. Jezebel is from Sidon, right? She's from Sidon. And so they have a history and a lineage of Canaanite idol worship. And God is saying, hey, judgment is on you guys too, right? And at the end of this text, man, God is like, yo, I'm going to wipe out the generation, right? He's like, man, I promise folks won't even remember y'all, right? For a smooth 70 years, right? And so God is going to go on and on about the way he uh, despises um, the practices of the nation. So this is this is good news because one of the things we, I think we forget or are not always cognizant of is the way that God is aware 
of the wickedness that goes on behind the scenes and places uh, that we fail to see, right? God's eyes are everywhere surveying the land, surveying the earth, keeping account of what's really going on. So 24 crescendos, right, to this um, this theme of judgment climaxes to uh, God judging the earth. So say, so, yo, the earth is polluted by its inhabitants, for they have transgressed teachings, overstepped decrees, and broken the permanent covenant. Therefore, a curse has consumed the earth, verse 6, and its inhabitants have become guilty. The earth's inhabitants have been burned. In other words, the work of human sin, depravity, and corruption has infected and affected the entire world to the point that God out of his holiness that we saw in chapter six has to do it. He has to do something about it. Right. And according to this text, he will condemn it forever. Right. God is not just king. He is not just father. He is a just judge. And all of us must stand before him one day. And I say this all the time. The most important thing about us, the most important thing we need to be concerned about in this life is the things we need to be concerned about when we stand before the judgment seat of God. And what I love about this text in verse 23, it says, man, the moon will be put to shame and the sun disgrace because the Lord of armies will reign as king on Mount Zion in Jerusalem and he will display his glory in the presence of his elders. God promises salvation even through his judgment. That's what this text is saying. His glory is going to shine forth in his holiness and judging unrighteousness. And by his grace, if we turn to the king that lives on Mount Zion, we can share in his glory and reign with him forever. Father, we pray that um, we would turn to you and remember your judgment as the just judge, but also remember you've provided a way of salvation through your son. I pray that we repent and our sorrow and shame.